what is going on guys welcome back to the mls now youtube channel we are reviving this dead beast and we are starting today with a fun video uh reacting to your least favorite thing about mls so over on the twitter sphere we posted a tweet that read question what is your least favorite thing about mls and you guys came out in numbers to uh, respond to that. A lot of things that people were not a fan of. Uh, we had over 120 comments and 13 quote tweets, so felt we had to at least react to it and get some kind of um, thoughts on your guys' thoughts, because I think there's a lot of interesting ideas in here, lots of interesting comments. First, some admin. That is a blanket. Yes, so I don't want to see any comments saying what's with the blanket in the background. It is 4.30 Eastern time, uh, obviously, Orlando, Florida. Go Lions. Um, 4.30 Eastern time, and so the sun is shining. I don't have any blinds on that window because they broke. Okay, so I don't want to see any comments on that. Other admin um, to talk about, go listen to our latest episode, MLS Now podcast called Celebrating St. Louise. St. Louis, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that is just a rundown of the history leading up to now of St. Louis City FC. SC? FC. I think it's SC. St. Louis City SC. Um, with Matt Baker uh, from... Is it Frontline Footy? I think it's Frontline Footy. Let me check. Flyover Footy. It's Flyover Footy. Okay. Matt Baker from Flyover Footy, go and check it out. Him and Russell uh, went into detail on, again, that story leading up to MLS and then previewing, of course, their first ever 2020, their first ever 2023, their first ever MLS season. Uh, so go and check that out. Other piece of admin real quick, over on the blog side of things, we are doing daily season previews. So uh, we actually do have a St. Louis season preview, but we have plenty of other season previews up. And actually today we did see Adel. So go and check that out. All right, let's go ahead and get into your least favorite thing about MLS. Caleb here says, long off season. I got to admit, I once almost, didn't get around to it ever, but once almost wrote an article on the off season uh, for MLS. And I kind of remember looking at uh, I was comparing the different um, off-seasons between, like, Premier League, La Liga, um, gosh, uh, Ligue 1, uh, all the big five leagues, basically. I don't know why I can't think of them. But And then looking at MLSs, and MLSs was pretty long. I want to say it was maybe a month and a half longer, like 40, 45 days longer than the standard European off-season. Um, so MLS... It's a, it's a the scheduling is always an issue, but MLS needs to look into how they can kind of change the scheduling a bit. And I think earlier to mid February to the same ending point of November is a better looking season. They obviously don't want to compete with NFL. They don't want to compete with uh, college football, NBA. So that's kind of why they find themselves where they're at. And of course the weather. So there are some sort of things to look at. I know a lot of people um, want a uh, European schedule for, for that, but uh, yeah, because of where we're at right now as a league and where just the timelines we've got, the offseason is pretty long. 
I love this one. Discovery writes, what do you mean you discovered Messi? <laughs> that one's brilliant. Um, and I, we, we, we responded, someone had to discover him, right? I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, it is pretty ridiculous. And with uh, the allocation list going bye-byes, I wonder if uh, discovery rights will be going bye-byes here soon. Love this one from co-host Russell McMurray. Concept of rivalry, rival, rivalry week. Give me marquee, intense matchups with backstories and build-up and banter to look forward to for different teams each week. Yes, Russell. Hit the nail right on the head. I absolutely love that idea. That is one of my least favorite things. Why shove them all into one week? Spread them out. It just gets a lot more engagement over the course of the season than instead of one week. It just makes much more sense to spread them out. Gustavo says salary cap, including GAM, TAM, DPs, and the draft. This is always a big discussion, guys. You know this. Salary cap has its pros and cons, and we can see sometimes that there are some cons uh, with the way teams that want to be competitive have to navigate Teams that want to be financially competitive, I should say, they have to navigate the salary cap and they want to spend more, which would, um, when you think about it, bring a lot of positive things to the league, just bringing in better players, more eyes, bigger bigger dollars, changes the market, yada, yada. But um, obviously that takes away the parity. That's not parody, parity. Um, that, that takes away some of that parity. And... Uh, some people like that. Some people like the the system that is for MLS. I I have to say I kind of like it. I, I I like the salary cap and the way that it works. Um, I think the TAM could probably. That's not really necessary. I get it. It's it's just the the financial rules need a rework. There's a lot of those answers in here. Um, maybe TAM's not necessary. Maybe DPs aren't necessary, but still having a salary cap, I, I think that makes sense. And then the draft, I like the draft. There's got to be a way for college to jump into MLS instead of just ruining the college system, and that would force all the talent to MLS academies. Let's get these guys into college. Let's get them up into MLS. So I got to disagree with you there, Gustavo. Uh, I like the draft. I think I think it makes perfect sense. This one's an interesting one from Jake from Dynamo Faithful. Acquisition fee being accounted against the salary cap. I know we just talked about salary cap, but like this is just a little bit different. And I have to agree with this. Why is the acquisition fee counted against the salary cap when acquisition fee isn't salary? I've never thought of that, but that's really good from Jake. This one's a good one. Every casual fan thinking they know how to fix MLS. We all know how to fix MLS. We all put, put us in Dawn's seat and MLS will be 10 times better than it is. Uh, no, not really at all. No, it would uh, fail colossally. Colossal patty. My man, David, legendary David Valentin, the refs. I mean, that's just around the world. The refs just... They could be better everywhere, and that's just it. It is what it is. Not an MLS-specific thing. That's my take on referees. Liam says international roster slots, TAM GAM allocation order, leagues biased towards covering big market teams. So we've already done TAM and GAM. We don't need to do allocation order, but I do want to talk about international roster slots itself. Um, I think international roster slots are okay, actually. I know it's kind of weird that we can trade them and whatnot, 
which you don't really see from other leagues, but you do see international slots in other leagues over in Europe and Asia, especially. So, like, it's not like a foreign thing to uh, soccer, football as a whole, but um, I, I think we could do with like a couple more, I guess, because the market for international players, um, or sorry, the market for players is mostly international. So, and, and I get the reason behind international slots. You want to still give chances to American players, to, to our players. Um, but now really it's just getting these international guys green cards so you can go out and get more internationals. So I think maybe the international slots could be increased to, to 10 or 12 instead of 8. And right now you're seeing a lot of teams who uh, go and, and get international signings. They're trading for international slots to get to that 11 or 12. Uh, and then they have to keep trading and trading the gam and whatnot, uh, gam and draft picks and TAM and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I like international slots. I think they should stick around um, in any future rules, MLS rules, but um, I think we need more. I, I think that number should raise to like 11 or 12. Eight just isn't enough at the moment. Sorry if I'm saying this wrong, Daniel Loyal. Um, how they have treated Canadians. Homegrown helped a little, but before that it was atrocious. I I mean I do agree, kind of. The the treatment of the Canadian teams, it kind of feels like they're like a separate entity sometimes. I, I just from the outside looking in, you would think that MLS would treat everyone equally. They obviously don't. They obviously can't. It's almost impossible to kind of keep track of, oh, we've put out 10 articles for NYCFC and only seven articles for Vancouver and four articles for RSL or something like that. Um, so how can we get that equal? Uh, it, it just depends on the storylines, who's writing, uh, what's the interesting thing that's going to get clicks, yada, yada. But I do think Canadians do get the short end of the stick, Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto. When Toronto were uh, really in their pomp in 2017, they were obviously getting all the love. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Montreal were really good last year, and it didn't feel like they were talked about enough just, just from the outside looking in. So hard to disagree there, Daniel. Jonathan says, the league having to control everything, content, branding, down to the statements players and coaches make. Everything feels like it had to go through a round of approval. Aside from the fans, the league feels soulless. I mean, obviously everything doesn't have to go through approval. Um, I don't know how to feel about this one. Does it feel soulless to you guys? It doesn't feel soulless to me. I just think there needs to be more coverage from different voices. Like, I feel like we just have the same set of six or seven people who cover the league. I, I think what would make the league feel like it had more soul to it, Jonathan, is just a broader range of takes and thoughts and um, passion for the league, maybe, because there's millions of fans out there that, that care about this league, but it's just the matter of... I don't, maybe millions is strong. I don't know. Um, but maybe it's just like the same seven, six or seven people are, are given the same takes over and over. I think we need more people covering the league. Tim says, if they go through with this playoff tournament idea, I'm not going to be a big fan. They keep adding games, tournaments at the expense of regular season schedule. I agree. I love the current playoff system as it is. 
Um, it does let a lot of teams in, but that also means that you can have like six place teams, you know, going through like RSL last season, or I guess two seasons ago at this point, um, RSL two seasons ago, going to the Western conference finals, like stories like that are always fun. I don't want to see a, uh, three game playoff system, best of three. I, I, I don't like that. That's just adding more games, um, to the players. And, and that's all that everyone is trying to do. Uh, UEFA is trying to do it. FIFA is trying to do it. MLS is trying to do it. Liga MX is trying to do it with Leagues Cup. Uh, the two leagues are. Let's not add another another game every single round of the playoffs. I think it's working now. I think a lot of people like it. Uh, the current system. Don't mess with something that's working. Joe says Byzantine roster rules. And I got to say, this is maybe the third or fourth time I've read the word Byzantine <laughs> in these comments. I mean, people love to use that when describing the roster rules. I don't know if that's like a popular thing somewhere to say Byzantine roster rules because um, multiple different people have said it. So Joe, just calling this out, Byzantine roster rules, like I guess that's a good word. Uh, to describe it because they feel old, they feel outdated. Um, they definitely need some updates. Uh, but Byzantine, that's just such an odd word to describe it. And I've seen it multiple times here. Hallmark calls out an interesting one here. That there's a Supporter Shield winner and an MLS Cup champion. Your least favorite thing is that there's a Supporter Shield winner and an MLS Cup champion. That's interesting. So I know in some leagues where they'll like really weird. They're like, there's some leagues where you split, they split it out halfway. So you get halfway through the season, then they split it out. And then they do the second half of the season. Uh, everyone gets their points cut in half and then they go again. And it's kind of weird. Um, and I don't think there's a trophy for that halfway through the season, but this is a full slate of regular season games. And then you have the playoffs. So I feel like there needs to be some sort of trophy for being the best team in the league for a full regular season. Um, MLS Cup champion is obviously the favored one, the one that teams shoot for, but I, I have to disagree. I think having a supporter shield winner makes sense and it's fair and those teams need to be recognized and the supporter shield is a real trophy. Absolutely. It's a real trophy. LAFC won the double last year winning supporter shield and MLS Cup. They didn't just win MLS Cup and that tells me they were the best team in that MLS Cup playoff in the MLS playoffs tournament and they were the best team over the course of the whole entire regular season. Big fudge. Yes, thank you. MLS store pricing. MLS jerseys are double Premier League jerseys? Question mark. It's ridiculous. But we're crazy and we'll buy them. Leo Loera. East versus West playoff structure. It should be best versus best even if they are in the same conference. I don't know. I think East versus West is like a nice little battle at the at the end i get what you're saying like i guess how what would that look like second maybe first and second get a bye so then it would be third versus 14th in the playoffs and then fourth versus 13th like is that how how you envision it i guess is my question back to you leo like i i like the 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 way that it's set up instead of having um just best first best sort of thing Mike Krugnola, the GOAT here, the lack of independent media coverage for most of the league. Pods like y'all and sites like Striker News. Striker News is great. If you haven't read them, they cover uh, Texas. Are a godsend, but aren't everywhere. Really appreciate it, man. 
Dang it all day says Gam Tam and Turf Fields. I agree, Turf Fields. Uh, well, well, with the Turf Fields fart. Well, all of it. I agree with all of it. Gam Tam could probably go away too, but definitely the Turf Fields part. Let's 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 get some real grass pitches, please, please and thank you. Since 2010 says transparency on contracts and what a team can spend. Figure out a way to say what exactly a team has to spend so fans can understand. I mean. No, no league does that. No league says this team spent $52 million on this player. It's always undisclosed. I think that's how it should be. It's just really rumored um, prices. And that's what we're working with too. There is transparency on contracts. I don't know if you're saying you don't like that. Um, I think it helps us as fans kind of look at the team and what they're spending and, and thinking, hmm, is that the right thing? I mean, even Russell the other day asked, is two point something million worth it for Walker Zimmerman? You, you can't say that for certain when covering other teams. Uh, their salaries may get leaked or there may be rumors, but you're not 100% certain. MLSPA releases it. We know that that's how much Walker Zimmerman made. And we can have that conversation. Is 2.8 million worth... Um, is Walker Zimmerman, let's flip that, is Walker Zimmerman worth $2.8 million? I don't know. It's it's a discussion to be had, and I, I, I like the transparency on the contracts. I, I think it brings up some good discussion. All right, so those were some interesting comments. Going to go ahead and scroll up here and pull us up into the quote tweets. Uh, first one that I see here, trophies and, oh, sorry, underperforming my expected beers, love the, the username. Trophies and ceremonies for teams that essentially win MLS Cup semi-finals ends up being pretty meaningless either way losing mls cup is the obvious one but even most winners will never think about this again after they've won the real prize that's an interesting point because every the way it's trophy right so you win the western conference you win the eastern conference you get your trophy and then you go but no one actually like takes that seriously like LAFC aren't considered treble winners because they won Supporters Shield, Western Conference, and MLS Cup. They they're just double winners, and no one—I don't think anyone would argue the opposite. And maybe I don't even think LAFC fans would argue the opposite. I don't even think the organization would, <laughs> like as a whole. So that's an interesting one. Like, why do we have such like the, the celebrations for the conference champions? I get the idea, right? They're the best in their conference. Does there need to be a whole trophy celebration for it, though? Interesting. I like that one. I like that. I like that. I like that. Separate ways enjoyer. The fact that it continues. Expand on that. Sounder Navia, every team should have to openly and publicly show their cap compliance numbers in March and in September each year. I love this. I love this idea. It's not necessarily like a least favorite thing, but it's a fantastic idea. Why don't we get to see, okay, we are 200,000 off the cap, so that's our wiggle room. Um, actually, as I say that out loud, I see why teams don't do that and why that's not a requirement. The negotiations would be okay. That's how much you have left. You owe us two hundred thousand. Like you owe us everything you have. Um, so negotiating between teams in the league, that would be an issue by showing your cap compliance. I, I, I'm 
900% positive. I was going to say 99, but I'm actually 100%. I'm 100% positive they have to put their cap compliance in the league. The league cover tracks all of that. I'm 100% sure or else how would they how would they know that teams aren't compliant? That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I I actually initially I agreed, but now I disagree because then there would be no way for teams to appropriately negotiate. Hope that makes sense. All right, so that is some of the top comments from what is your least favorite thing about MLS. Thank you for engaging with us over on Twitter. Hope you guys enjoyed this quick video. And um, make sure to follow us uh, at MLS Now Podcast, where we ask questions, we talk about MLS, talk about USMNT, talk about CCL. Uh, listen to us over at MLS Now Podcast on any podcast player, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, all of the above. Um, we're going to be ramping up here on YouTube as well. Sources tell me we have a TikTok account. I had nothing to do with that, so don't blame me. Um, and go read us over at www.mlsnowpodcast.com, where we also post a ton of articles, including daily season previews for each club in MLS. Uh, we're going from the bottom to the top. So we started with uh, Wooden Spoon winners. I think they were DCU. Um DCU, DC United, uh, and then we are going all the way up, and then the day before the season, we will have LAFC's season preview. So if you were near the bottom last year, your team's probably already posted. We started last week. Uh, we're about eight or nine in at this point, um, so make sure you head over and read those as well. Also looking for correspondence. Um, correspondent is basically someone who writes articles about their team. We want to give people a platform to write, to put their writing out there and to provide content for their, for their favorite MLS team. And then uh, correspondents also will invite them onto the pod and have discussions with them about their team. Again, to have audio content, uh, provide audio content for their favorite team. So we got quite a big group already and we're looking to grow even more. So definitely reach out to us in the DMS on Instagram, on Twitter, if you can DM on TikTok, I have no idea on TikTok. Um, so if you want to be a correspondent, definitely reach out and we will get in touch. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed and have a good rest of your day, night, morning, uh, whenever you're watching this. And until next time. Oh, like and subscribe.